0: Do I have an intro? Oh, do you want an intro? Listen, welcome to Wrestling in Review, your weekly wrestling recap. Wrestling in Review, your weekly wrestling recap. Wrestling recap.
1: Wrestling recap. Wrestling recap. <laughs> oh! Welcome to Wrestling in Review, your weekly wrestling recap. My name is Chris, and with me, as always, is Patrick.
0: Hi, I'm Patrick, and I'm here to keep it real.
1: He is here to keep it real, and usually does keep it real. So, we had a great weekend of wrestling, uh, you know, coming off of the Royal Rumble and the Monday Night Raw after that. Uh, Looks like we started off with a bang, or you could say a bark, because we started off on SmackDown with Roman Reigns and the Usos talking in the ring. And guess who happens to appear?
0: I tell you what, it's a good thing that Roman Reigns is on SmackDown because that's all he can do is just talk smack. And what I say last week, you talk smack, you get hit. And I can't wait for the king and his court to tell him what's up.
1: And the king and his court did decide they wanted to tell him what's up. But in the end, we had a nice little stipulation happen for the big dog. And that was going to be that the loser of the match at the uh, end of the night was going to have to eat dog food, Patrick. Dog food.
0: That is disgusting. And I tell you, the king accepted the challenge and he did it confidently. But what I noticed is his court, Ziggler and Rude, both seemed to be a little hesitant. And I think. That the king should take some notice of that. That could be the downfall of an empire whenever your lackeys don't listen or they don't have faith in your abilities. Well, do you think it's about time they've lost some faith in his abilities? No, he's always held up his end of the deal. He is the king. You don't become the king by accident. I think that they are not keeping up their end of the bargain.
1: Well... I don't know if I would keep up my end of the bargain if I was in cahoots with old King Corbin uh, because, you know, you you saw his performance at the Royal Rumble. It wasn't that great. I can't wait till he comes home. I don't want him home. Stay stay in your palace, dude. We don't want you here.
0: (laughs) He's going to come home and uh, see his city where he is the favorite son. And I'm going to tell him all the things you've been saying.
1: That would be terrible of you. He likes to eat at my favorite
0: restaurant. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to go there now because it's my favorite restaurant. Is it? Well, I'm not going to tell you what
1: it is because I don't want you there either. <laughs> That's
0: so mean. Anyway. I'm sorry. I can't have it. <laughs> well, um, is it barbecue? It is barbecue. All right. All right. We're good. See you there on Tuesday. Yeah. Well,
1: I'm not <laughs> going to go when he goes because, you know, they probably clear out the place considering he's a king.
0: Oh, surely. They roll out the red carpet. They keep all of us. Uh, undesirables at least 100 yards away. (laughs) Hey, I would consider myself undesirable. I wouldn't either. But next to a king, I'm pretty sure you are. You know,
1: maybe, maybe. All right. So we had that stipulation set up for the end of the night. And so we ended up going uh, into a match, four-way tag match. It was Heavy Machinery versus The Revival versus John Morrison and The Miz, who I like to call the A-team. And versus lucha house party how did you think
0: this match went overall overall it was a good match there's a lot of high spots like these people were there it it, it was like like a tornado people were just flinging around the ring bodies were flying everywhere you didn't know which way was up Uh, and then the a team i like that you dubbed them the a team because that's what they are they they if there was a letter higher than a they would be that (laughs) but they they had come to play, and they they did they were victorious and and this wasn't just any fatal four way tag match, this was number one contendership
1: that is true, and I forgot to say that, and I'll tell you what John Morrison, man, he can really keep up with those uh those Lucha guys, you know uh with Lucha house party, they're all over the ring, they're flying everywhere, and John Morrison's just as uh, high risk as they are,
0: yeah, and he doesn't have to hide behind a mask. I mean, if I was him, and I looked that good, I wouldn't hide behind a mask either. But he does not have to.
1: Yeah, let's just spit on tradition and all for the wow. sake of
0: for the sake of handsomeness. Well, I yes. You you think you pull off a uh, what what is it? Uh, I can't remember. Is eldorado Starship Enterprise <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Starship <laughs> Pain? <laughs> no. no, one of the Lucha <laughs> guys. He probably he probably looks like he lives under a bridge. I don't want to see that, and he knows that, and I appreciate that. Why do you That's think uh, El Italo? would always come out before and he'd take his mask off because he's too damn good looking to hide that.
1: I guess, you know what? Maybe that's what it is. I didn't, you know, I'm not really too good with lucha wrestling, but maybe that's the whole point of it. Maybe it was a bunch of guys who, no, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to bite into your nonsense. It's not because they're ugly.
0: If it was nonsense, you wouldn't have started working that way. I think I might have a point here. We'll have to revisit this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Crack research time after the show.
0: Is lucha. Spanish for ugly.
1: Well, in the end, we had uh, the winner being the A team, as we discussed, John Morrison and the Miz. And now they're the number one contenders against the New Day. I think that will be, you know, exciting. We've already seen those two those two teams kind of go at it. We've seen uh, when John Morrison was just making his return, he was getting his, you know, one-on-one with Kingston. And I believe he had a one-on-one with Big E as well, didn't he?
0: He is two for two against the New Day. He has defeated both of them. I guess he's two for two and available New Day members. So you're telling me that one member of the A-team
1: has beat two members of the New Day? I am telling you that. This is without the Miz thrown in at all? I mean, he was there for
0: moral support, but he didn't do anything.
1: Yeah, of course not. I didn't see him do anything except for, you know, distract Big E during one entire segment. Or, or not, no, he distract Big E. Didn't he push Morrison out of the way?
0: I mean, he might have like been trying to get his attention to say, hey, get your head in the game. He can't be responsible for timing. Maybe he's just bad at timing.
1: Yeah, yeah get your head in the game. That's what was going on.
0: It seems like a Miz thing. Hey, man, you're not with it. Get your head in the game. Give him some of that, hey, how are you, and get back in it. Well, sounds like the Miz. Yes. If you knew him like I did, you would understand. I guess so. I think you do know him like I do, though.
1: No, I don't know him. I mean, I know, I know that he comes to play.
0: Yes, that's the price you have.
1: That you have a price to pay. Yeah, you have a price to pay. (laughs) So after we move on from that match, there is a a backstage segment. Uh, Luckily, some cameras were there to catch this because it appeared that uh, uh, Mandy was thanking Otis, and then Otis decided that he would work up the courage to ask God's gift on a date. And guess what? Guess what? Through all your all through all your nonsense talking, all you all all the time saying that he didn't stand a chance. She said, yes,
0: this bothers me so much because clearly he was stuttering. He was nervous. He was a pathetic mess. And that was probably a tactical move by Otis to throw her off her game and make her feel bad for him. She's such the martyr. She sacrificed herself. And finally, even though she said no at first for next week. She said yes for the week after because then she felt super bad for Otis. And this is just very upsetting to me. She doesn't have to put herself through this.
1: All right. One thing that you don't do is put Otis and tactical in the same sentence because I'm sorry. That's not that's not anywhere near reality. Otis wasn't being tactical about anything. You you make him come off like he's a cold, calculated, smooth, debonair man asking a woman on a date, but knowing exactly what strings to pull and what part to play. He doesn't. He's kind of a buffoon.
0: No offense to Otis. Don't tell him I said that, but he's a little bit of a buffoon. You're so mean to these people. I, I can't believe that if, if you were this cool, calculating – behind the scenes manipulating individual would you come off as a behind the scenes manipulating no you would act like this happy-go-lucky stuttering i don't know what's going on i can only say pork chops and roast beef that's how you would come off to people and that's what he's doing and that's it took me this long to figure it out but i'm on to him and he ain't fooling me and i'm gonna help man. actually i can't i not I'll, I'll talk to the king. Yeah. At our barbecue restaurant.
1: I bet. I bet he's in the back doing calculus before you know. Any, anytime somebody shows up, that's just that's just the way that Otis is. I guess. I'll, I'll have to catch hey, on. Hey, everybody that. else is.
0: Everybody else is playing checkers. He's back there playing chess. Ooh. Damn, that's the truth.
1: All right. So up next, we have a a match. We actually get to see Mandy and Sonya in action again. Fire and Desire versus Bliss and Cross. Now we've seen this a couple times now. And uh, this time, I think it was a solid, clean match. Mandy and Sonia looked really good together, but it just wasn't enough to take out the goddess and cross.
0: Uh, just like me, who has still yet to get over that she agreed to a date. I don't think Fire and Desire got over the fact of what she actually agreed to. I think it set in. She realized what she actually had to go through. I mean, much less being on a date with this man. She has to watch him eat, and we know no one wants to see that. So I think that's probably what happened. Overall, like you said, it was a solid match, and and you know Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross got the win, but it, it just uh, everybody was thinking the same thing, why?
1: You know, I do have to ask myself that sometimes because you know now that you're mentioning it, them two going on a date or those two, whatever's grammatically correct. By the way, I have to reach back into the last podcast where I said, uh. Do you remember the French phrase that I said last podcast?
0: I, I do remember you saying a French phrase, and uh, I told you no crack research. Did you do some crack research? I
1: did, I did, and I embarrassed myself. Oh no! Yeah. What did you say? I forget what word it was, what phrase it was, but it did not mean what I thought it meant. And so it did I was on I was on a string. I was like the main event, the pig, the pig meal, le <laughs> Oh, number one, it's not even la. I said l'accoutrement. It's like accoutrement. Number two, it doesn't, it's that doesn't mean anything of what I said it meant. So I just had to save that from last time because I know we discussed me telling you about it and I failed miserably. Never say I'm never, I'll never speak French on this podcast again. Guaranteed. What about the, what about the coup de grace? I'll have to say coupe de grace or something. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just so, Uh, where are we? I'm so lost now. Oh, sorry. We were discussing uh, the Fire Desire and Blizz, Bliss and Cross, and I was coming out uh, telling about or talking about how um, I also am now thinking about how Mandy's going to have to watch Otis eat. And the last time we saw Otis eat was that cake, and that was still, still to this day, it disturbs me. Him kind of shimmying with cake on his face, and I, I can't believe she's going to have to see that for an entire night.
0: Yeah, let's not talk about it. I'm, I'm drinking. <laughs> I don't. I don't need that. I need that <laughs> image. All right. Just
1: don't think about it. Forget I said anything.
0: Oh, so so we move from that, and and I told you I was a little bit bothered by that match because I couldn't get over the date. You know what else I was bothered by? This next match.
1: The intercontinental match with Braun Strowman versus Shinsuke Nakamura. The match for the title, the intercontinental title that a couple weeks ago on this podcast, I stated it was time for Braun to get a chance at that belt. He beat Shinsuke the last time and the belt wasn't on the line. And I was sick of waiting. We got our match. We got our title. Way to go, Braun.
0: And I kind of got to step back because for... Weeks, I've been saying that Braun couldn't do it in the big moments. I'm about 48% correct, because without his shenanigans, he wouldn't have won. But the title is around his waist, at least half of it. So I do want to apologize and say congratulations, Braun. You got your first singles title. Congratulations.
1: We're going to see Braun defending that thing like crazy. I don't think anybody out there is big enough, strong enough, even fast enough to take that away from Braun. We're going to see an intercontinental reign,
0: probably like we haven't seen in quite a long time. I think I know who probably his first contender is going to be, and it's deserving. I got to know. Hello, I am Elias. You think Elias is going to take that belt or at least try? I do. I do think he is. He is he has been very front and center here lately. He didn't get his run win due to Brock Lesnar shenanigans, getting him, you know, rushing him before he was ready and then throwing him out prematurely. So I think this may be what he sets his sights on next. And we did see him here shortly after. So he is hovering around that title. He might've been messing with Sammy a little bit rather than going after Braun, but maybe he's just giving him that, you know, celebration period before he goes after it.
1: I mean, Elias is definitely ready for, you know, a title run of some sort. You know, I think that he is a great wrestler, a great fighter, but I don't see him currently even thinking about challenging for that belt. I think he's going to be dealing with Sammy and his 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 little group for quite some time now, considering uh what happened afterwards where Sammy was in the back pretty pissed off, pretty pissed off at the whole situation, trying to say that it was an injustice what had happened to Shinsuke. Now, do you think that had to do with the turnbuckle that he Exposed?
0: Exposed, but didn't use. What what matters in the end isn't who started something, it's who finished it. And Braun's the one that used that turnbuckle. His shenanigans were the cheating. I think he was upset because he got, you know, since they got hit on the turnbuckle and there was no DQ, there was no calling off the match. They just let him pin him. And that is not fair at all. The ref knew what he was doing. The ref saw it.
1: Yeah, I don't... Uh... I don't think that they could set something up like that if it gets used.
0: I mean, what was, there, what was his plan? To expose it and not use it? He was just giving Shinsuke options, and that's what a good calculating uh, manager does. He gives him options because this is Braun. What if things went sideways? I'm not going to say I would do it because I try to keep on the up and up. But if he was to slam Braun into that, that's a DQ. You cannot change titles on a DQ. Illegal options options
1: so you fully back what
0: shinsuke or what uh sammy did for shinsuke there again i wouldn't do it but i understand why he did it so i don't necessarily approve of it i don't back it i understand the calculated uh measures he was taking as a good manager to keep the title on his client so where do those three go from here not after elias um I imagine they'll, they'll they'll take a little bit of time. They'll regroup. I imagine that uh, Braun probably hasn't seen the last of them. Uh, I know that uh, I'm pretty sure the WWE has said that guaranteed rematches do not exist anymore. But having a manager like Sami Zayn, I have a feeling that we will see a rematch come back. So uh, I imagine that's where they're going to go. I don't think this is over yet. I don't think we've seen the last of the uh, Shinsuke Braun matches.
1: Well... If we have another one, I hope we do. I would love to see them fight again. But we have seen them fight quite a few times in the past. And Braun seems to get the best of Shinsuke the majority of the time. So uh, I say he just takes his belt, opens it up to new new challengers. Maybe we'll get some, uh, you know, open, uh, open title challenges. See how that goes. The Braun open challenge. I like it. Yeah, nobody's showing up for that. Are you crazy?
0: Who's going to go out there and just openly challenge Braun Strowman? Uh, probably a local competitor too. They, they seem to be fearless.
1: Yeah. They're uh, well, a lot of these guys, you know, they've come up the ranks pretty good, especially to earn such title shots or not title shots, yeah. but actually the other day there was a, uh, we had the local competitor versus Andrade.
0: Yes. That's crazy. What a good match that was. And they, they've all shown such spirit. The Eric Rowan matches, the Andrade matches, uh, the Alistair Black matches, Man, uh, they're going to run out of local competitors, though, because these guys keep getting unlucky breaks here.
1: Speaking of unlucky breaks and learning through defeat and maybe possibly learning to give up, we have a match between Sheamus and Shorty G again that happened next. Now, Shorty G attacked Sheamus while Sheamus was coming down during his entrance, which I don't think is a good idea at all. I never think that I don't think that's honorable. Uh, at all, I don't think it's good. It's not a good clean match, and it didn't even help him out in
0: the end. This needs to stop. It's like I'm on repeat talking about this every week. Oh, Shorty G, it's Sheamus. Oh, Shorty G. Oh, I'm not tall enough. So I've just decided I'm not going to talk about it. Sheamus looked good. Let me know when you're ready to go to the next one.
1: We do need to discuss this. Okay, we need to see what's next for Shorty G. I gotta know. Because Sheamus, Sheamus, is getting all the wins here, so Seamus is the one moving up the ranks. If and Shorty G's the one looking terrible.
0: Yeah, I said this last week. He needs to go back down and work up. He's not doing that. He just keeps doing the same thing over and over again. So you know what? Based off what's happened, he's probably going against Braun next week. I wouldn't put it past not Seamus. Shorty G. <laughs> Here's the thing is,
1: Shorty G. He keeps losing, but Seamus is a hell of a competitor. Okay, it's not like he's losing out here to Scrubs. All right, he's losing to Sheamus. and that's not something to I think hold your head or hold your head down
0: about. Hang your head about losing to Seamus at all, at all. No, but it's happened twice here, pretty recently. Plus that bro kick out of nowhere when he lost the other the loser he win. I can't remember, but anyway. This just needs to stop with the Seamus thing. Seamus clearly is the better competitor. Shorty G needs to go, I don't know, maybe go take on uh, the Irish ace. Go after that cruiserweight championship or something.
1: That would be interesting to see him down there. Next up, we have Bayley in the ring gloating about her victory over the lady of WWE. Lacey Evans.
0: I can't tell you how happy I am to see Bailey not get attacked from behind by Lacey Evans in the ring, on the ramp, backstage. This is nice. It it makes me feel like maybe we're finally done with that. Maybe Lacey, who is a great competitor, is finally going to reassess and branch into other areas. Leave the champ alone.
1: You know, I don't like how this started off with Bailey being a bully because she was i know it came off sometimes Lacey was pretty aggressive back there and almost i mean at what point does bullying uh w- w- at what point does you know bullying the bullies become a thing you know because she ends up at some point you know she was relentless sometimes hitting back i understand why she did it she was angry because of the situation involving her child her daughter but still at some point it had to stop i don't think she was being the bigger woman about it and in the end if uh, Bailey was the true bully, she got the best of Lacey. She just did. No ifs, ands, or buts.
0: You keep saying bully, bullying. I don't ever remember Bailey being a bully. I remember her very confident. She's a SmackDown Women's Champion. How could she not be confident? So sometimes people get confidence mixed up with arrogance, and therefore maybe it seems like she's gloating or being a bully, even like when she's in the ring now. She was saying, hey, I made promises. I kept promises. So, how is that being a bully? And I don't think that's fair. I think that the bullying probably came about with
1: how rude she was being in front of Lacey's daughter. Isn't that what she was referring
0: to? No, that was Sasha. That wasn't even Bailey. (laughs) They're in cahoots, though. They're like best friends. We're best friends. I'm not held responsible for when you start bullying all these wrestlers. At least I hope I'm not.
1: Well... You know, I'd say out of anybody who's a bully between us two, it most likely would be you. I mean, I'm not going to say that you do bully, but I think if one of us were to become a bully, I mean, I'm sorry, man. I mean, everybody. I think
0: that I think that King Corbin would disagree with that. I'm sure
1: he would. You know what? But I think that maybe King Corbin wouldn't think you're as cool as you think you are.
0: I know he wouldn't think I'm as cool as I think I am.
1: There's no winning with you when it comes to that guy, zero. I can't even. I can't even. I can't even like broach on your pride at all and try and you know try and bend that a little bit to see if I can get you to step up. But no, with King Corbin, it's all bowing down. Pride goeth before the king. I guess so. Some one great, uh, one comedian somewhere. Somebody on a, either a comedian or somebody on a TV show. once said? When does anti-bullying become just bullying the cool
0: kids? That is very true. I mean, I (laughs) I get it. Yeah. Everybody's always jealous. So to get off our bullying uh, run that we're on, Bailey gets bullied again and gets interrupted by Naomi looking like a radioactive fishbowl.
1: I tell you what, I usually enjoy Naomi's entrances. I don't know how I feel about this, but I guess that's not what this show's about. I guess that's not what wrestling's about. Wrestling's about fighting about professional wrestling and i think their entrances come with it and there's some that are really amazing and great to watch i don't know how i feel about the big round sphere uh lights going around naomi's head as she did and that's i mean honestly it's got to be difficult to see in that thing
0: i don't i don't know how she made it to the ring it's like i'm a fish bowl making a note to edit singing again why do you have to edit my singing so because wonderful. man, I
1: mean, you're n- hey, you're not Sasha. You're not releasing a record, all right? That's true.
0: That is true. I apologize. So it's okay. Poor Bailey thinks that she's just going to have to tell Naomi to get to the back of the line, and she gets attacked, a sneak attack again. Why? Why does Naomi think she could just come out of nowhere and go after the champ? We haven't seen her, in who knows how long before the rumble? She does not just get a title shot because she gets in the ring with a funky bowl on her head. I like Naomi, and I
1: think it's—I think it would be great to have her have a match against Bailey. But I guess that uh, did they decide to make a match, or can they not until Charlotte decides?
0: Well, they may have a match prior. I, I don't think that anything was decided yet because of the attack, but it's definitely in the works now.
1: So what I say is, we move right on past this to the best part of any show that's ever happened that I've seen in quite some time, and that's the duck food match.
0: This match was a disgrace to the king. He fought so hard, and his court had doubts. And when you have doubt, when you let doubt seep into your mind, you do not perform at a hundred percent. And therefore, with that happening and the shenanigans that Roman Reigns clearly does every match, because he's not—he's not that talented. Oh my God! Unfortunately, <laughs> King Corbin did not win. And he realized that this wasn't his fault. He shouldn't be the one eating dog food. So he went to leave the ring and just let the losers of the match get the dog food. And what what happens? He gets jumped by two Usos and a Reigns. How fair is that? Handcuffed, strung up on the ring. Come on.
1: Yeah, I know. Where do they get such ideas?
0: Where do they get? Hey, where do he, they called get- himself, <laughs> he called himself Big Dog. He clearly wanted to eat dog food.
1: Obviously, that is untrue, and obviously, this is exactly what Corbin deserves, okay now, I'm not much for a dog food match, and I thought it was a little crazy that they wouldn't come up with it, but you know what? they come up with this stuff on the spot, so you know when you're when you're when you're in the middle of the ring when the lights are on you, when the crowd's watching you and you and you decide to come up with a stipulation right on the spot, sometimes it ends up being a dog food match and i got, and Corbin got a, Cor- Corbin agreed to it. Corbin got exactly what he deserved in the end. Finally, in the end, and this better be the end.
0: I want uh, all listening to know these are the thoughts of uh, Chris, not of Patrick. Mr. King Corbin, if you are listening, I did not say any. I did not agree with any of this. I believe you did not deserve this. You did not name yourself after an animal. Therefore, do not have a funny you know, punishment to give you based off of food that an animal might eat. That is all Roman Reigns' fault, not yours. If they're going to do anything, they should have just treated you like a king because that's what you are. You can find uh,
1: Patrick if you'd like to, King Corbin. He's the one with the big yellow stripe down his back.
0: <laughs> Cowardly.
1: <laughs>
0: you should have went with the brown nose. It would have made more sense.
1: I know. I, You know what? I had a bunch, of co- uh, a bunch of different colors going through my head and sayings that go with them, and I just chose yellow stripe. So
0: you're just saying I'm yeller? You're a yeller. How dare you, sir? How dare you, you bully?
1: Yeah, yeah you know, hey, enough of the bully talk. Because so guess what we're getting ready to do. And let's move on to Monday Night
0: Raw. Live from Salt Lake City, Utah, in the middle of a blizzard. And they still bawled out and gave us a show. They did give us a show. And people showed up for that show, too. Congratulations to those fans, because that must have been a dangerous drive. Clearly. I, I didn't think it snowed in Salt Lake City. Thought it was too salty. So,
1: <laughs> it always takes me a split second to hear what you said. I just, you know, like, end up saying "so" and then laughing.
0: I appreciate that. So,
1: yeah, cut that.
0: Show starts off with Randy
1: Orton. Now. I know you tend to lean Randy Orton's way a lot of times, but there could be possibly no way that you're
0: on Randy Orton's side this time. Prepare, prepare to be surprised. So last week I had said that, you know, I am Randy Orton fan from day one, but I was a little appalled by what he did. And then I thought about this. I thought about who is Randy Orton? He is cool. He is calculating a veteran of this industry. And I refuse to think that he would do something like that to a a Hall of Famer like Edge without a reason. Now, it may be a good reason. It may be a bad reason. But there is a well thought out reason. And I was really looking forward to hearing what that was. But the people of Salt Lake City, whether they went out in the storm or not, couldn't have been any ruder. Just let this man have say. Let him say what he needs to say. Let him get it out.
1: Absolutely not. I think the fans were completely right in this scenario. Uh, Number one, Randy, you know, Randy did what he did, and it was disgusting. It was terrible. There can be zero reason behind that. Zero. you, You cannot justify that in the least. It's been 10 years since Edge is in the ring. You can't justify it. I'm sorry. And number two, Randy's kind of been a dick lately anyways. Pardon my language.
0: So, you say that there's no reason. Well, prepare to be surprised. You can't do that Whoa. twice.
1: You've already surprised me
0: once. <laughs> well, you said there was no way. That there's no good reason. No reason whatsoever to do that to Edge. But what if for 10 years he's been out Shang Tsunging it up and stealing souls to get back into that ring? And Randy's like, I can't let him go on. And he had to Luke hang him and get him out of that ring. Hmm? That
1: might possibly be the only justifiable (laughs) reason that Randy could do that. So if you have proof that Mortal Kombat (laughs) has somehow entered the world of wrestling and Edge is Shang Tsung, then we can go with that. Otherwise I'm going to say that I think that you're speaking out of turn.
0: Uh, I mean, there is a chance, but Good reason or bad reason, I still want to know why Randy did it, and I can't believe that you there wouldn't want to know. There is no <clears throat> chance.
1: Zero chance. That's what you got. Of that scenario happening. I said, I can't just completely tell you that scenario is ridiculous, and you go, well, there's a chance. <laughs> there's not a chance. <laughs> the there's not. The I mean,
0: okay, so there's no chance. Yeah, no chance.
1: Still. That's what you got.
0: Still, I wanna know. Cause maybe there's something like that. Maybe, maybe Edge has been down in deep dark rainforests, or maybe he's been like buried in the Sahara digging up mummy tombs. I wanna know why. And maybe Randy knows and he needed to talk.
1: We need to check your
0: medication. Well, I am drinking. So okay. I've got the uh, best must, medication. Yeah, that must have <laughs> been
1: We will move on from Randy not being able to say what he needed to say and go directly to the feud that's been happening for a little while now. And one I'd like to see finally finished. And I thought by the end of the match, it was finished. But then we had some interesting things happen. Lana
0: versus Liv Morgan. Did you happen to catch this? Lana has been. You know, I think Lana and Bobby together, I'm not a fan of. Lana by herself, she looked poised and she looked prepared. She went in this match looking like she was the favorite to win. Unfortunately, she did not. And and she had tweeted before that, you know, every match or lose, she learned something, and she comes back a different person. So always be prepared, and I think she will learn from this. In fact, she did learn from this, because after she fell to live in a good, solid match, not a very long match, but still good-looking match, well, what? someone comes out. And poor Lana had to have been shaking in her boots, because she's all alone, and there's a Riot Squad reunion going on as Ruby Riot, Finally makes her way back into wrestling.
1: I'll tell you what, I was incredibly excited to see Ruby Riot back. She is a fantastic competitor to watch. She's amazing in the ring. And I tell you what, she led that crew, the Riot Squad, for quite some time. I thought she was gonna come back, rekindle that friendship, rekindle that group back together, but instead she stomped that fire out and stomped Live Out.
0: Yeah, I don't think that was the reunion that Liv had uh, imagined. And this is what I am saying about Lana uh, learning from each match because she saw an opportunity, and she took an opportunity, capitalized on the situation, and she also slammed Liv into the mat.
1: God, Lana. Like, just when you think, all right, maybe she'll lose gracefully here. She just can't. She can't just leave it alone. She just can't stop. She can't stop herself.
0: Did you not realize what day it was? It's Lana Day. Mm -hmm. Every day is Lana Day, apparently. At least you're finally starting to catch on. I guess so.
1: So, speaking of catching on, (laughs) this next match, somebody got a boot to the face.
0: (laughs) So, this, you know, how proud I am of Mojo Raleigh stepping up. And taking the 24-7 title seriously. Uh, He got himself a lineman in Riddick Moss. He gets in there, shows off his belt. And he isn't taking on just anybody. He's taking on my guy. He's taking on the winner of the Royal Rumble. He is taking on Drew McIntyre. And Mojo looked confident. A little too confident for a guy who got told he was going to get knocked out and got knocked out. Will you run us through? Just kind of break it down for us?
1: Sure. I'll run you through. There was a three count. And then there was a Claymore. So McIntyre comes out, the sexy Scotsman, the Scottish psychopath. He comes out here and very confidently lets Mojo know, just so you know, when I lay this microphone down, you have three seconds and I'm going to Claymore you. And Mojo was just kind of whatever. Didn't matter. So after the microphone was laid down, three seconds had happened. There was a Claymore and then there was a Drew McIntyre win. Incredible.
0: He's uh, probably got the scariest move in all of the WWE. That Claymore can come out of nowhere, which is funny because instead of being like Randy Orton in the RKO and actually letting it come out of nowhere, he warns everybody ahead of time. He's like, hey, here it comes. And they still can't stop it. He even counts for them. He does a countdown. Yes, we all do the countdown. Do you not count down with him?
1: I do, but I'm just saying, like, shouldn't you think that people would catch on sooner or later that you're about to get Claymore'd after one?
0: I think they've just resigned to their fate. They know it's going to happen. They can't stop it. So you just got to do what you got to do. And that's take the Claymore to the face, unfortunately.
1: Well, Drew gaining some momentum on his way to uh, uh, WrestleMania, where he's going to take on Brock Lesnar, and that's going to be a fantastic match. But before we move on to our next match... Uh, In the back, we see AOP, Buddy Murphy, you know, the disciples of Monday Night Rollins and uh, discussing their match in the back or the match that's going to happen tonight.
0: I don't know if you noticed, but they all talk kind of funny. I I had trouble following. And thank goodness the Monday Night Messiah showed up and said, hey, guys, I got this. I mean, what doesn't he have sent them to the ring to get ready because they got a big match coming up. And then he just said, I'm going to win this three way tonight. And I am going to go to Super Showdown, and I'm going to beat Brock Lesnar just like I have the two times before that. So I would like to pose this question to you. Do you think it's possible that Brock Lesnar loses his title prior to WrestleMania?
1: I don't think so. After the after, you know what, uh, we'll get into who won the match coming up uh, later on. Uh, but I think that,
0: no, I don't think it's going to happen. Absolutely not. We're in full agreement then. I don't think he's going to lose it until Drew takes it.
1: Right. I think, I think Drew's the only one who can take it right now. And here's the thing is, if Rollins were to be put in the position where he can uh, take it again, Rollins has proven he can take it. And not only that, but this was the Rollins who didn't have any backup who pro- who proved that he could take it. Okay. Now Rollins has backup. So at the end of the night, if uh, if he ended up winning that uh, that triple threat match, then yeah, he could have obviously won it. you know. And I would be probably singing a different tune right now. But with Ricochet winning in the end, no.
0: Lesnar, especially after showing in the Rumble, I've never seen him so focused and driven to go. And he's going to have to be that because I don't know that he can be focused enough to take on Drew the way he's rolling right now. So uh That was just my question. We seem to be in agreement. We don't think it's going to happen. So let's move on to this six-man elimination tag match.
1: Yeah, so we have Buddy Murphy and AOP against KO and the Viking Raiders. Now, this was a great match, good match to watch, until Mr. Rollins again decided to get involved in the match and decided to do a stomp to Eric for the first elimination of the night. How dare this man? How dare him, Patrick?
0: He is doing right for us. To revolutionize the industry, to bring Monday Night Raw when he needs to be. So I may not agree to him, but I don't have the vision that he has.
1: I tell you what, I don't I don't like him being involved in this stuff whatsoever. I don't think we're getting clean matches. And I like clean matches, Patrick, and I didn't see him. I'm not seeing him with Monday Night Rollins doing that. And then unfortunately, after Eric was eliminated, then and that leaves KO on his own to take on the
0: uh So, yeah, um, NKO is brave and courageous. He's also screwed. Uh, I feel bad for him, but he kind of brought this on himself. He did say weeks ago that he would continue to get beat up by the Monday Night Messiah and his disciples week after week after week after week. So it's kind of his own fault.
1: Once he was able to start holding his own between those two and once he eliminated one of the AOP, I thought it was might have been over. You know, I thought he had a chance after that, but... I guess it's just you just can't take out both of them. That may be the thing.
0: He broke wrestling and reviews. Number one rule of wrestling. Do not get distracted by whoever is outside the ring. Focus on your match.
1: It's never going to happen. No one's ever going to. No one's ever going to understand. They're never going to learn.
0: Yeah. Then they'll keep losing because AOP ended up getting the win. And they, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say except we'll see Ko get beat up next week too because he promised us and he has held true to his promise. So Ko gets beat up next week. Spoiler.
1: Well, well, we will see if that spoiler takes place. Uh, next up, we have an interview with Ricochet in the back. You want to tell us about what he was talking about?
0: Well, he was basically doing the same thing that Seth Rollins did, except he didn't have any backing. He hasn't beat Brock before. I mean, he got beat up by Brock, got low blowed got tossed around in the rumble. Uh, And the thing is, is even when he talks about facing Brock, he still looks scared. I don't, I I don't know why he always is so scared. Like he's a superhero. They're not supposed to show fear. You know,
1: I think that it's kind of nice to see a superhero show a little fear from time to time. You know, it makes us think like uh, maybe fear can be normal with us regular folk out here. Now, not all of us have to go against Brock Lesnar. So that so that might be the scariest thing any of us ever have to do if that were to happen. But it just shows that, that he's human, you know?
0: Well, taking on Brock Lesnar and talking smack on King Corbin, the two scariest things you can do in life. So you got 50% of them. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, I, I wouldn't say I've gotten any of that. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> Speaking of, I don't know what you're talking about. Next up, we got uh, Alistair Black versus Eric Young.
1: My God. Again, another fantastic, well, close to fantastic match with Alistair Black. Okay. He's he's still doing it. He's doing it great. But, man, he's really pulling off these black masses because I thought Eric Young had him at one point. He had Alistair's back. And whether it be that or was a really short amount of time, he had him for a moment. You could see some weakness that happened got
0: exposed. Well, he has been taking on tough competitors week after week, and like he said before, he's no longer waiting. He is going to go take the fight to everybody else. So, if he's just running up and taking the fight to people, he doesn't have time to, to uh, prepare now. So, uh, yeah, he got away with the victory on this one, but uh, if he's going to take the fight to people, he better step up his game a little bit.
1: That's true. Don't i him getting caught out there because that's what it looks like he was about to happen. He almost got caught. So, don't, next,
0: let, don't let anybody take your back.
1: Next up, we got uh, Umberto Carrillo yeah. was in the ring ready to compete. And then Zelina Vega comes out talking some junk. And she brings his cousin, Angel Garza. Can you believe that? His own cousin.
0: Do you have cousins? I, do you have cousins that would do this to you? Yes. I think that was awfully nice to Zelina because, uh, you know, Humberto went out and, and he attacked El Idolo our campeón de Estados Unidos, and uh, put him out of the game. And so she understood in the culture what that meant. He had disgraced his family, not just his family, he disgraced all Latinos. So he, she brought out his cousin, Angel, to help rectify this disgrace. It's awfully nice of her. She's a very caring, kind individual.
1: It's terrible. I mean, come on. You bring somebody's cousin. I don't know how he got manipulated into this situation. To Zelina must just be the just smoothest talker in the back ever because she's constantly throwing out demand. Put this guy's head in the concrete. Put this guy's head into the concrete. Everybody's head needs to go into this cement. And it's always her. She's always doing it. I don't know where she gets off trying to make all these injuries happen. But she convinces this man's cousin to come in and try and do the same thing to Carrillo.
0: Yeah. I mean, cause she also told told them to put El Idolo's face in the concrete. How dare she? She's always doing this bad stuff. Yeah, so so she thought, hey, you like to put people's faces in concrete. Now I'm gonna have your cousin do it. We're gonna rectify this injustice. And what happens? The real Ray Mysterio comes and saves the fake Ray Mysterio, and we don't get to see Carrillo get what he deserves. But we do get what we deserve. Which is a match between Angel Garza and Rey Mysterio, which I didn't know I wanted, but I wanted it.
1: We do get a good match, a, an interesting match. And then if you're thinking that Corio didn't get what he deserved, Mysterio definitely got what Corio deserved, which was more concrete to the face. A DDT by Garza planting him outside on the concrete again, thanks to his Zelina distraction.
0: I don't think it was ever Angel's. I don't think he ever planned to do that to Ray, but there is respect between the family. They, 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 they know each other. So he should have shook his damn hand. Maybe then he wouldn't have got a face full of concrete and maybe then angel would have kept his pants on. I don't know. That's possible, but Ray needs to think about retiring. He's taking too many dangerous. uh, He's in too many dangerous situations. And I say he needs to think about retirement, but after that hit on the concrete, he may not have a choice. You know, he did think about retirement at one
1: point, point. I think he was done. His his son, Dominic, kind of gave him a pep talk, brought him back into it, and he's been doing great ever since. But, you know, who, how's he going to expect that this type of thing still going to happen? I mean, what kind of evil person DDTs somebody into the concrete unless it's been done to them before?
0: People that know who deserve it. That's a terrible way to look at things. I can't believe you. Well, I mean, you—you you, you said, except for people who've had it done to them before. Well, he was out to do it to Humberto, who had done it to somebody before, and rectify an injustice and and bring back some honor to his family. And Ray ruined that. So therefore, punishment slides from one to the other. He should have seen this coming. I mean, he knows the Spanish culture. It's not just me.
1: I mean, Humberto had had that done to him by Andrade. That's why he did it to Andrade.
0: And Andrade probably had someone do it to him at some point. But Umberto we didn't do it. We don't see anything do that happens. Humberto didn't do it to him. Maybe it was his cousin. Oh, my god! Maybe it was his uncle. Maybe it was his friend. I don't know. I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to say, Ray, stop letting this stuff happen. Just get out the ring. Your son was wrong. You need to retire now. You've got a Hall of Fame career. Just go into the sunset.
1: I don't think you need to retire, Ray, if you happen to listen. But take it easy, man. Heal up. Next up, after that, we have Charlotte coming out to discuss her decision on who she's going to be fighting at WrestleMania.
0: I want to know why everybody thinks it's okay to interrupt people. Did nobody else learn that that's rude?
1: It is a rude thing to do sometimes. Uh, But Charlotte was going on and on and on. And I feel like she was just trolling us. She didn't know who she wanted to fight. She still hasn't made up her mind who she wants to fight. So Rhea Ripley came out and decided she was going to make that decision for her and went ahead and challenged her to come on and try and take the NXT championship.
0: She said, oh, you haven't beat me. Of course she hasn't beat you. She hadn't even thought about you. She didn't even know who you were until the other day. Like. Come on, Rhea, stop thinking so much of yourself. You may be the NXT Women's Champion, but you're not 10-time champion Charlotte Flair. And if you're not careful, you're standing too close. Charlotte may just take your belt for good measure.
1: You know, she might. And that would be your ultimate fear, I think. As much as you probably, you know, you you tend to lean towards some of these people that I don't lean towards when it comes to rooting for them. And I know that you're fully against Charlotte having every belt. But man, if she gets that NXT belt, she's going
0: to be having every belt. I tell you, uh, I understand we don't always like the same people, but it's because I'm a realist. I live in this real world, and you got your head up in the clouds, and you need to come down to Earth at some point, but I'm not going to be the one to bring you down. Uh, But Charlotte did say that she would go to NXT, and she would make her decision. And I will tell you, as NXT just happened, Charlotte was there. And she's still not decided, so we are still up in the air on what Charlotte is doing for WrestleMania.
1: Oh joy! Thank you, Charlotte, for making everybody wait even longer. This is just her grabbing spotlight. This is why I didn't even want her to win the the Royal Rumble. I just didn't want it to happen, and it's because I knew Charlotte was going to come out here and do this. We get it. You're ten time champion. You've had belts on both brands. You've had belts, you know, all along. All along, we understand that you're you're one of the best. We, you, we don't need you to take our NXT or even challenge for NXT fight. I, I wish that Rhea would just would just would have left Charlotte out of this. I don't want to see her.
0: Well, sometimes people uh, overplay their coverage. Sometimes people want attention. Uh, I don't I, I assume that's what Rhea is doing because no one honestly take on Charlotte Flair.
1: Also, <laughs> it's out kick your coverage.
0: No, i play your coverage.
1: No, you said overplay just now. Oh,
0: don't overplay your coverage.
1: Don't don't outplay your coverage either, but definitely don't outkick your coverage. Why would you
0: outkick your coverage?
1: I don't know. Same reason you'd probably overplay him. Well, don't overplay your coverage.
0: Yeah, so we're, so we're agreed. I think so. I think we're on the same page. Speaking of being on the same page, Bobby Lashley was backstage on the same page as the other two individuals in this three-way tonight saying that he's the one that needs to take on Brock Lesnar. And as I stated earlier, if any of them were, Bobby's the one that could probably go toe to toe. He's got the size. He's got the strength. He's got the speed. He's got the experience. And that's what he said. And I agree. Well, apparently these two both have a uh, um,
1: background in some other sporting competition that involves fighting like we watch on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. And they've both been champions at those things. And so I think that maybe Lashley definitely could hold his own against Brock. I think he had a ch- has a chance, but you know what? He has to make it there first, and he definitely didn't. So that's on him.
0: Well, you know, when by the time we get to the uh, main event of the night, we're not going to have anything to talk to, talk about. <sighs> but we'll get there. But before we get there, we had a match. Oscar versus Natalia. Uh, and I tell you, this match was a little surprising for me. Natalia looked like a ravenous caged dog. Like she was in this. I don't think she was in this to win it. She was doing it uh, Sarah Logan style. She just wanted to fight Oscar. Which was unfortunate for her because she come up on losing edge. Sometimes pure uh, hate and, and ravenousness can be a, a deficit to you, and you end up paying the price for it.
1: That's true. Also, you know what's true? is Don't think I don't hear your shade in your voice.
0: I throw shade like a tree.
1: Yeah. By the time we get to the main event, we're not going to have anything to talk about anymore. All because I mentioned <laughs> that Lashley didn't win, and that Ricochet won earlier. Don't think I don't hear the shade. <laughs> I hear it coming, buddy. You're just laying it out there thick.
0: Talking about everybody else but the Monday Night Messiah. But we'll get to that because we gotta have something to talk about by the end of this.
1: Yes. So Natalia came out there, guns ablazing, dude. She was pissed off. She was angry and she needed that. She needed to be that Angry fighter, she needed to tap into that deep down to be able to take on somebody like Oscar, and I think that she did great. She had Oscar, you know she had Oscar on the rope, she had Oscar in the sharpshooter, she had Oscar everywhere she needed to be, and I think that Oscar only won because of Kyrie Saints' distraction.
0: The number one rule here at wrestling and review. What is that? Don't get distracted by the people on the outside. I, I, maybe I'll send them a memo. Don't worry about them. They're not gonna do anything. And if they do, it's a DQ and you win. So unless it's a title match, don't worry about it.
1: I think just when they're in the moment, it's hard. It's hard to turn that passion off. It's hard to see somebody in there getting ready to that you think's gonna screw up something for you. And so you just try and fight it off or you get distracted by it. It just happens, man. These are these are professional fighters.
0: Sometimes it's just someone like the Biz giving a pep talk, saying, Hey, give them the hey, how are you? And sometimes maybe they are gonna get into it. We don't know. But you need to focus on The important stuff, the match at hand. And then Asuka wins and Asuka gets on the mic and says that she wants a rematch with Becky Lynch. At least I think that's what she said.
1: She did. She definitely wants easy peasy Lynch. She feels like, you know, same thing as we discussed last time. She got hit with her own green mist, whether or not it was her green mist or not. It still made her lose the match. And I think that possibly next time that she wants to fight Becky Lynch or next time she does fight Becky Lynch, she's not going to prepare to shoot that poison at all. She's just going to fight it regularly. And that's going to be just as hard for Becky Lynch this time around. But Becky Lynch didn't even care. She came in with her deal with the sunglasses and did not care and was not scared.
0: I was going to sing to you, but I don't want you to have to edit it out. So she's so cool now. She has gotten all these superpowers from beating Asuka that she has to wear sunglasses at night. What is she, Cyclops? If she takes them off, she's going to shoot beams at somebody? Come on. You're not that cool, Becky Lynch. Just take the sunglasses off, say yes or no to a challenge, and get out of our face. So rude.
1: You don't say that to the man. The man The it man will look
0: on you, and you know, know
1: it. I know.
0: It's sad, but it's true. Set
1: uh, almost saying, uh, no. oh, You I'm- almost pulled some Metallica out of me.
0: <laughs> no, we are we are not professional singers mm-hmm. here. We just need to stick to what we do we best. We are, and that's which is talking about wrestling. So,
1: do you think that Lynch stands a chance against Asuka again? Um,
0: I, I, I didn't think she stood a chance the first time, so I don't think she stands a chance the second time. But lightning can strike the same place twice. Yeah.
1: But this is a more pissed off Asuka. This is a this is an Asuka who's ready for Becky. Asuka's been ready for Becky the entire time. Becky's the one who has not been ready for Asuka. And then she's gonna take this one win out of how many losses and feel like she's just walking on water now, no offense to the Monday Night Messiah. But she's not going to. I think that I think that Asuka has her number still. And I love the man. I think the man is awesome, and I love her having the belt. I don't want her getting back into the ring with Asuka. I don't want to see Asuka number one. I want to see Becky number one where she deserves to be.
0: I am looking forward to Oscar two belts and we get to see that next week. So I'm looking forward to that.
1: Exciting. So just to make sure we have plenty to talk about still, we have Rollins versus Lashley versus Ricochet and the winner gets
0: to take on Brock Lesnar at super showdown. Did you say Bobby Lashley versus Ricochet versus our Monday night Messiah?
1: Uh, not verbatim, but I said something to that effect.
0: Okay, okay just just making sure. Uh, so, when I look at this match, I think that Bobby Lashley has the power, the experience, like I said before, to take on Brock Lesnar. I think that Seth has the positive history against Brock Lesnar as far as for himself and winning twice against Brock and getting the belt twice from Brock. Brock. Uh, but all I can say is it's it's hard to find a winner when everyone is a crook. <laughs>
1: That's a that's a good saying, man. Did, so you don't you think everybody in this match was a crook, huh?
0: No, I think everyone is a crook. Even the Monday Night Messiah. I th- somewhere in him there's there's probably I think that he makes crook decisions for the betterment of the brand for the betterment of wrestling, not necessarily for the betterment of him. He sacrifices his beliefs and what he would like to do. So yeah, there's probably a little crookedness in him.
1: So you'd say you're more of a kingly man than a godly
0: man. Um I, I wouldn't necessarily say godly man for Messiah, more just a a spiritual leader, uh, a redeemer, maybe. Uh but no, I mean I I think the kingly man probably has a little crook in there too for the betterment of the kingdom. You have to do what's best for the people.
1: Man, we're getting crazy here. I never thought that you thought Corbin or the Monday Night Messiah could ever do any wrong. You're really opening up here.
0: We broached on this before whenever we talked about Sammy. Was that a crook move to take the turnbuckle, you know, to to remove the uh, cover? Yeah, that was a crook move, but it was a calculated smart move for his client. He's a manager. He's got to sometimes make those decisions. Sometimes a messiah has to make a crooked decision to help better what he's working for, to whatever he's trying to save. Sometimes a king has to sacrifice his morals for the good of the kingdom.
1: I could hear you talk all day, man. This is a this is a good outlook for you. I, I just love it because I only feel like I'm slowly, slowly seeping in there some doubt about your infallible King Corbin.
0: Oh, he's still infallible.
1: Well, then, never mind. Then. I failed. So I have failed. <laughs> when
0: I when I look at when I look at this match though, they're getting after it, and and it really seems to be a ricochet Rollins uh, start to the match. Bobby gets kind of knocked out to the side. Uh, Not a bad match, but then out come the uh, discipleship. And of course, if they're going to be there, well, then out comes uh, KO and out comes Eric. And I think what I've learned is that KO's vendetta hasn't hurt him. It's hurt everybody around him. Where's Samoa Joe? Where's Ivar? That's true. K.O. isn't paying the price for his vengeance. It's everybody around him. I think it's about time that he stops.
1: I mean, you know, whenever you create that much destruction then, you know, there's about to be some splash damage on everybody around you. Uh, I don't think they're going to see it that way. I don't think they're going to blame KO for uh, what he's trying to do. Um, I think they believed the same way. They're they're the last of the resistance. They're the resistance against this Monday Night Messiah and everybody turning into disciples. They're the resistance back there. And we're not seeing them get any extra help. And Messiah just keeps... Collecting, collecting, collecting people and getting more followers and getting more people to follow the leadership. So I think that he's going to keep fighting. It's just what's going to be happening. That's the rebellion for you. That's what happens. What do you think the chances are
0: The KO sees the light? None. none. None chances. Give me three weeks and I bet you a pack of hot dogs he sees the light. Uh, let's go with uh, Little Smokies. I just had Little Smokies for lunch today. I want real hot dogs. Okay. All beef? Yeah. As long as they plump when you cook them. Okay. well, I think you can do that. But I can't cook them too long. Otherwise, they'll split. That's that's some quality. Stay tuned for our next podcast, cooking <laughs> in review.
1: Different type of hot dog review. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, winner of this match ended up being Ricochet in the end. Now, we're going to see Ricochet versus Lesnar. And that's because Ricochet won. And then Lesnar came out and F5'd the kid.
0: I think he already regrets his decision to win that match. The bonus is is Lesnar showed up so fast ricochet didn't have time to be scared he didn't. He was probably
1: the bravest I've seen him in front of Lesnar.
0: <laughs> I mean, I didn't really see him. he was just sitting on some shoulders and then his face was in the mask, but in the mat so one thing I could say is uh Brockton take it easy leading up to uh the super showdown do his do his homework on drew mcintyre uh he's got one in the bag so that's pretty awesome.
1: Ricochet should be an easy matchup for him. I'm sorry, Ricochet. You're a superhero. You can do amazing things. You can do extraordinary things, but you can't beat Brock Lesnar. You may not yet.
0: You may be the one and only. But Brock's got this. So uh just get ready to lick your wounds. Ooh. You know, to you, you may be the one and only,
1: but to Brock, you're just another one. That's pretty good.